What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode. In this one, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little science. We're gonna talk about dopamine and specifically the dopamine feedback loop that gets us into our bad habits. Things like too much social media, maybe looking at the wrong things, eating crappy foods, not exercising. All about how dopamine affects our body. And why do we want to talk about this? Because we want to know the why. Why? is the thing to ask to understand everything. If that, I think that makes sense. If we can understand how our bodies react to certain things, then we know and we can become more aware of why we get into certain bad habits, why we want to eat the sugary foods, why we look at our phone and we see that we got a like on Instagram and we got to check it out and how we can stop the habits that we don't want. Social media, for example, I'm not saying is bad. The things I do miss about social media is, you know, constant up-to-date news. I used it for a lot of motivation, finding the people that really get me out there and help me. But I was spending too much time on kind of posting validation and doing a bunch of things that just mentally I just wasn't happy with. And overall, I am happier without it. I had to understand how I could change the habit, why I was acting the way I was, and it helped me remove it completely from my life. Like, I still don't see me getting social media anytime soon. I know I would help the channel, but for me, the juice just isn't worth the squeeze. The the mental happiness and improvement I have from not having it is much better than how much I think it could help me. Maybe in the future, I could pay someone to do my social media for me so I just don't have to deal with it and I can still benefit um, from sharing content because that's what it's all about. Same with here. I was in a bad habit of, oh, I got another subscriber. I got another like and that tried to validate my behaviors. But there were just underlying biological things that were happening that were the reason for that. And again, it's this dopamine feedback loop that we're going to talk about. So once you understand the why, and we're not going to go too much in depth, I'll put a number of resources in the description uh, that you can go to and you can see like guys like Andrew Huberman, who is a neurobiologist, that you will get this unbelievable understanding and how to make changes. There's also books like Atomic Habits that I've used to aid um, that help drive some of this presentation. And I'll reference parts of this book and read directly from it just so I'm not screwing up any of the quotes and the research that guys like James Clear have done and created 10 million copies sold. Again, I highly recommend reading this book, but we will talk about just the overall um, basics of what the dopamine feedback loop is. So, so what is dopamine? It's part of the multiple reward pathways of our brain. We've got the mesocortical responsible for things like cognition, memory, attention, behavioral, and uh, the learning We've got the negrostriatal movement and sensory stimuli for like exercise. Um, And then we, of course, have the mesolimbic. And this is what we're going to be talking about and focusing on for the most part, if not all of it. Um, This is the pleasure and the reward system. And this is where the dopamine's released and we feel good based on the actions. So here's the Wikipedia article of exactly the scientific outline of what uh, dopamine is. But I do like this second paragraph where it says dopamine is portrayed as the main chemical of pleasure. But the current opinion in pharmacology is that dopamine instead confers the motivational salience. In other words, dopamine signals the perceived motivational prominence of an outcome, which in turn propels the organism's behavior toward or away achieving an outcome. I know that just overlapped me a little bit if you're watching. And so here's the compulsory 
feedback loop, the dopamine feedback loop that when we have an action, this is how we react and this is what happens in the body, which creates these habits, either good or bad. So let's understand this. We get, and let me adjust this so it's not necessarily on my face. Okay, there we go. So we get a cue. Um, a bad habit, for example, is that your phone. You look at your phone, you get an alert. That's going to be the cue. The next, we've got a craving. What are we craving from what we're getting from that cue? So we open up the app. Then we get a response. Our body sees it. We see that we got a like on something that we posted. And then finally, the reward is the like, and then this dopamine rush. And as these continual things are introduced into our environment, into our daily lives, the where the dopamine is triggered and released into the body changes. And that's what creates these habits. And this is what you'll see here in different ones. And now I'm going to reference... Oh, before I go on, I do want to talk about exactly like how much of an effect dopamine has. So in Atomic Habits, it talks about the importance of dopamine became apparent in 1954 when the neuroscientists James Olds and Peter Milner ran an experiment that revealed the neurological processes behind craving and desire. By implanting electrodes in the brains of rats, the researchers blocked the release of dopamine. So these rats were getting absolutely no dopamine. Their reward system was shut off. To the surprise of the scientists, the rats lost all will to live. So that shows you just how important dopamine is into our daily lives of living. It's our fight or flight response. It's what keeps us going. It's, it's what's triggering our want to eat, our want to breathe, and our want to just continue on in our daily lives. They just wouldn't eat. They wouldn't have sex. They didn't crave anything. And within a few days, the rats died of thirst. Then what they did was they flooded the reward system of the brain of the animals with dopamine. And they were performing and changing habits at breakneck, uh, sorry, breakneck speed. That That's unbelievable, the power of dopamine in our bodies and how much it drives everything that we're doing. So I'll continue referencing this because this is the dopamine spike. So there are different phases of dopamine in our body. We have what's just called baseline or the tonic phase. And what I learned is that everybody's baseline of dopamine is different. Like I, I think I have a high baseline of dopamine because I'm a go, go, go kind of person. I'm heavily motivated and I just don't necessarily seek reward systems as much i guess as the average person um because i guess that phasic that increase of dopamine like I, I i know when my body is getting a reward of dopamine like when i exercise if you could bottle that feeling of that dopamine rush that i believe i get after a very intense workout i think people would od on it it's it's an amazing reward for me and it's what keeps me motivated to go to the gym and keep going um, but I think my baseline of dopamine is higher probably than the average person, um, gets me up in the morning, gets me going and through different various ways, you can increase your dopamine level. So when you're looking at these charts, 
which I drew based on uh, actually validated charts. Um, you'll see a little scribbly line. You'll see like a baseline and then an increase. And for example, here's the first phase. And I'm going to read this again directly from Atomic Habits. So this is the first kind of experience, like when you first experience something. Um, dopamine is released when the reward experienced for the first time. So the first time you ever had social media, the first time you ever ate some sort of new food, you have this cue, the craving, the response, and then the reward. So I eat a new type of food. Once I taste it, I'm like, yes, that's my dopamine rush, and that's going to get me to want it again. However, the, the bump that you're going to see in the dopamine is actually going to change here in the second time. And what that says is that dopamine rises before taking action. Immediately after a cue is recognized, the spike leads to a feeling of desire and a craving to take action whenever the cue is spotted. Once a habit is learned, dopamine will not rise when a reward is experienced because you already expected the reward. However, if you see a cue and expect a reward but do not get one, then the dopamine will drop in disappointment, which will be this one. So it's, I guess if you see something that you don't like, like you see you got a comment, but then you see it's not a good comment on something when you're doing social media. Like that's what you're going to see with that drop in level. Um, the one interesting thing that I always have told people, I'm not a gambler, I hate casinos, is that the, the second one where you're going to see where the craving is before the reward, that is what you're paying for at a casino. There was a court case that I learned in law school, and this really, really, besides the math of a casino, this turned me off more, is that someone sued the casino because that the odds of winning were much too low and they felt that it was unfair. What the courts agreed upon is that you're actually paying for the experience and the anticipation of winning, and that's proven through science through this dopamine increase that to feel pleasure or to experience something that you like is when the dopamine rushes into your body. So gamblers, especially gambling addicts, will get that dopamine increase way before they even get a reward. And sometimes you'll see it just stays at that baseline level even once they get the reward. Because again, they're paying for the experience and the rush of the anticipation of the reward. That should turn everybody off on gambling personally. Um, so that's what is interesting about that one. And then lastly, we get this last dopamine spike um, chart. First, the cue is identified and dopamine rises as a craving builds. Next, a response is taken, but the reward does not come as quickly as expected and dopamine begins to drop. Finally, when the reward comes a little later than you had hoped, dopamine spikes again. It is as if the brain is saying, see, I knew I was right. Don't forget to repeat this action next time. Boom. We have a habit. So taking these different charts, you can start understanding, okay, this is what I'm feeling. And you'll see like chart three, increased dopamine like a sugar cookie. Your body gets it, turns that an injury super quick, and then boom, it's gone and the dopamine and you get the sugar crash. That's exactly what's happening in that chart. So let's talk about, okay, now that we know all this, how do we improve our dopamine levels? Um, how do we increase that baseline with these different pathways? 
this is going to be no surprise and probably maybe a disappointment to some of you that there's going to be no, like nothing we talk about on this channel based on science is magical. There's no magical pill that you're going to take that boom, you're automatically higher dopamine and you're just going to feel better. Now there are people who are depressed with chemical imbalances that can affect dopamine levels. That's an entirely different thing. Um, this is just talking about for like the average person. So mesocortical, the cognition memory section, Sleep, meditation is going to help improve that. Healthy eating and exercise. You tell people this, it's kind of like roll their eyes in the back of their head because how it, people just get sick. Like everything you talk about to improve health on this channel is proper eating and exercise. I think that's no surprise. I mean, that's just how our bodies are built. You know, we come from this biological matter that evolved and this is the way our bodies work we just got to eat and exercise and then mesolimbic the pleasure rewards this mindfulness uh better habits understanding why our habits the way they are and then build and just to make sure we're not um how do i put this like new habits take time the reason why we love things like junk food or uh, social media engagement is that the response is immediate. It's immediate. It's repetitive. It's over and over and over again. We can get it multiple times a day and that's, it, it's just a, a, a cheap way. We, we got to be patient. We got to do things like journal, make lists and baby steps. I don't Anybody remember the movie? What about Bob? The thing that they tell Bill Murray's character is baby steps. Just day by day, we're going to be build these habits. A new habit used to be the old adage that it was like it takes 21 days to build a habit. Not true. Never thought it was true personally. I, I don't know how. I hate blanket statements that cover an entire population of very diverse people biologically, mentally, different backgrounds. Everyone comes from a different things of different factors that affect your day to day. Um, a habit is much more more, much more um, inclined to be part of your day-to-day -day if you actually like it. So that's also a factor. So actually what the habit is, besides what you are biologically and environmentally, the studies have shown it's anywhere from like 21 to 250, 300 days before people actually can establish and form a new habit. That's why we got to take things day by day. Now, if you want more information, I will put resources down, especially the Andrew Huberman podcast. Very scientific, very in-depth. There is the book that I have next to me that I always have repeatedly recommended numerous times, Atomic Habits. Um, there's some Harvard Health um, articles that I'll put down below. But I, I think this should give you a good overview and at least get you started in understanding why am I doing this now Will that still help change your day-to-day? -day? I hope. But next time you go pick up that sugar cookie and you eat it and your body feels that sugar high, that dopamine rush, it's because it's quickly converted. Same with processed foods, crappy foods, fast foods. Quickly converted into energy. You get the dopamine rush. Boom, it's gone. Crash. Versus a more sustainable lifestyle of better foods, whole foods, get you that increase of energy, and then you can increase that dopamine baseline and feel good every single day. Get out of the depression and get you into a better way of life. So if you enjoyed this, hit that like button, ask any questions. I think I'm going to do the science of fat loss too. Um, go more in depth, very overarching umbrella kind of way um, that I did in this way. 
Because again, the more I understand the why and how things work, the better I feel I'm prepared to make the certain adjustments um, and just know like, especially when you're eating something and you're like, oh, I understand how this is converted to fat and I understand how to get rid of it because again, nothing is magic. So hit the like button, subscribe if you loved it and ask comments, ask away. I like to interact in the comments and I will see you in the next one.